you know, people say, oh, I keep attracting the wrong man or, um, you know, the, the clients, they never have enough money, uh, you know, to take advantage of my offers or whatever it is that you're, you know, continuing to focus on complaining about, guess what? You're drawing in more of the same. So it starts with that awareness. And then once you become aware, now what you want to do is you want to create a new default setting. The more specific you are, the better off you are, right? As far as manifesting it. Most people don't really know what they want. They have a very vague idea that like, well, I just, I want to make it big or <laughs> I want to, I want to find love or I want to be healthy or, you know, they have very broad general ideas and that's not going to really get you, you know, um, where you ultimately want to go. They're really just afraid to say what they want because they just automatically reject themselves before any before the universe, before anyone has a chance to reject them. Today, I am joined by a worldwide leader in hypnotherapy, a best-selling author, international speaker, life success coach, and renowned authority on the law of attraction. Through her podcast, The Power of Your Mind, she exudes her passion for inspiring listeners with influential guests in the areas of self-development, mindset, discipline and habits, entrepreneurship, wealth, and relationships. Welcome, Victoria. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Jessica. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. I am so excited that you're here. And every topic I just listed is something of interest to me, and I'm sure everyone that is now tuning in. Um, but can we start out by you sharing a little bit about your personal journey and how you became interested in hypnotherapy and the law of attraction? Absolutely. So my journey, well, it started when I was born, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I would say from a really early age when I was probably about six, seven, eight years old. Um, I, you know, was in school and I was teased in school by all the kids. And um, it was kind of a sad story. You know, I would go home every day, like kind of, you know, crying, um, you know, what's wrong with me, blah, blah, blah. And then I started actually getting in touch with like, you know, just this <clears throat> source that was in, inside of me that just told me just, everything, everything's going to be okay. I just somehow, like, I really felt like there's something kind of guiding me, watching over me, um, just from a very early age. And it was in that moment also where, um, I saw the sixth graders put on a play, um, the wizard of Oz, everyone's, you know, familiar with this wonderful movie and, but they were doing the play and I decided right then and there, um, in the first or maybe even second grade that I was going to play Dorothy in this, when I got into sixth grade. And so that's where like my manifestation journey began. I manifested the part of Dorothy by the time I got into sixth grade. And I knew from that point forward, if I just Whatever I put my mind to, I get it. 
And every single thing that I've ever put my mind to, I've just gotten that. And I didn't know that I was really tapping into this law of attraction or manifesting or what it was. I just knew that there was a special way of focusing and being disciplined and being determined that would just bring whatever I imagined into my reality. So fast forward to, um, you know, adulthood. And I uh, was, a, uh, I manifested being um, a stockbroker, even though you were supposed to have all these credentials that I didn't have. I didn't go to college. Um, the tip, I didn't do the traditional things. And, um, but I manifested, you know, being um, a stockbroker, ultimately, getting myself in the corner office, getting my own assistant, um, having, you know, a six figure a year job, which I thought all of that was going to ultimately be the, the end all be all, you know, of happiness. And it was, you know, about six years into this career that I kind of realized that wasn't the end all be all. And I uh, didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what that looked like. And so I started taking personal development classes. And um, during that, uh, there was like a four day, um, really intensive personal development class. And it was during that time that I really decided that this is the path for me. I didn't know exactly what it looked like, but I knew I wanted to be the person that was inspiring all these people in, you know, their, in their seats. And, um, so I decided, um, to, it was kind of an interesting transition, but I decided to bring this personal development into the comfort of people's homes. Um, because, you know, I, um, I always wanted to be a singer, so I had a good voice and, um, I started making these meditative recordings and they, they sounded amazing. And, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure about my writing. I wanted to make sure that the, um, you know, what I was saying, we didn't have chat to be back then. <laughs> we didn't have the internet. Uh, well, we barely had the internet. I was just kind of getting started, but, um, you know, so that's when I decided to take a hypnotherapy training course to train myself how to, uh, write scripts. And that was the whole reason why I even got trained in hypnotherapy. I didn't think that I was going to actually, you know, become a hypnotherapist. I was just taking it because I wanted to, you know, make these great recordings that I would sell on my website. And so I decided that I was going to, you know, start a business of, you know, creating uh, recordings that people could, you know, at the time the, there wasn't downloads, it was um, cassettes and CDs. So I would mail them out and eventually, you know, it did turn into um, MP3s. And I created one of the largest um, hypnotherapy download websites, um, you know, at the time. And, but, even, you know, before that kind of what ha what happened to make that transition was about four months after I got certified in hypnotherapy and I had opened up my office. Um, and I just was, I didn't, you know, I was just kind of putting one step in front of the other. Like I didn't know what I was doing. I just said, okay, well, I'm going to open up an office and start seeing clients. Well, 
by doing that, you know, I had to get a business license and I had to get all of these things. And my branch manager, where I was a stockbroker at the time, um, found out about what I was doing. And four months into my brand, brand new business where I wasn't making any money yet, I was spending more money than I was actually taking in. He gave me an ultimatum and it was an ultimatum that changed the whole trajectory of my life because had he not given me that ultimatum, I don't know, you know, if I would have had the drive, the motivation really to make a real career out of that. I just kind of was doing it on the side because, you know, maybe one day I might quit my day job and do this full time, but I, that wasn't my intention at the time. And so he um, gave me that ultimatum, gave me 30 days and we can all guess what decision I made. <laughs> and um, February of this year, 2024, will be my 25-year anniversary since, uh, you know, taking that class and becoming a hypnotherapist. July of this year will be 25 years since I quit my job. <laughs> wow. That is so neat to hear. And mostly because I'll share something personal. Tomorrow, I start an NLP training. Oh, what timing is that? That's amazing. Right? right? Oh, that's incredible. Okay. I want to dig into a couple things. Um, So you started out learning about law of attraction without really knowing that was what it was called. You became Dorothy and Wizard of Oz. Flash forward, you become a stockbroker. So you have this interest in manifestation, law of attraction, hypnotherapy. How did you end up manifesting being a stockbroker? Did you, did your beliefs come into play? Like you didn't, you had a belief that you couldn't have a career in law of attraction or you just, you didn't know that you could? I didn't know anything about, I didn't, I, it never even occurred to me. Um, my goal at the time was that I wanted to be a singer and mm. now my father was a stockbroker. And so I did have a little bit of a background in it. And, um, when I moved at like 19, 18, 19, 18, when I moved from Seattle, Washington to Los Angeles, where my father lived, I lived with my dad for about a year and I became um like a little office manager um admin assistant kind of person and um so I did that and then I was called by a recruiter to go work for this other brokerage firm so I I worked for my dad for about nine months then I worked for this other brokerage firm for about six months and that was it that was my only experience in that um, field um, before moving to Las Vegas. So I moved to Las Vegas. I thought I had a job all lined up and it, it fell through. And um, so I went to a, um, you know, headhunter um, uh, employment agency at the time. And um, so they looked at like, okay, well, you have this, you know, so I, I had this experience as a, um, in that, that business. And they said, you have all this experience there. So let's, you know, 
let's line you up with that kind of work. So I became a, um, you know, sales assistant working for a couple of, uh, brokers. And it was kind of like one of these things where just like one thing just sort of led to another. Like I, I didn't really intend for myself to get that far along. It was, I uh, wanted to increase my income. And so I got registered as a sales assistant because I could make a little bit of commission from being able to be more valuable to the brokers. And so I did that. And then it turned out that that wasn't really all that it was cracked up to be. I didn't really make a whole lot more money. And I'm like, well, now that I've got my Series 7 and I'm fully licensed, why not just go ahead and become a stockbroker? So it was just kind of like by default. It was interesting because the um, branch manager where I worked at that time, that was Payne Weber, um, he told me that I, uh, since I was a sales assistant, I would always be a sales assistant and that I couldn't, um, you know, he just was not going to help me out. And so in the building I worked, there were two other firms. There was Dean Witter and Shearson Lehman. So I went to both. I went to Shearson Lehman and I went up there. I was just determined. Like I, something came over me and I was just determined um, to have them give me a chance. And so I somehow, I just tapped into my whole, you know, memory of like, okay, visualize, visualize yourself getting this, this job. And so I kept visualizing it, visualizing it. And, but, you know, visualizing with action of every day going up there and like, you know, letting him know that I was available and I wanted to work for them. And it's, you know, it's not, it's not the easiest thing. I mean, they, they put $50,000 worth of training into you, you go to New York, you, you know, learn like, you know, for three weeks, you know, you learn all of these, you know, um, sales strategies and you learn obviously about, you know, stocks and bonds you have to take. And I was, I was already coming to them registered. So that was definitely an asset. Um, anyway, so it was just, I kept using the power of visualization and I just kept seeing myself and feeling myself getting that, that job. And then it was so surreal because it happened, it, <laughs> you know, it was like at that time, it was like, it seemed like, wow, you know, that's like such a prestigious job. And, you know, I'm going to be wearing like suits every day to work. And I would just see myself in this whole situation and it happened. And Again, it was not really coming necessarily from any kind of formal training on it. It was just sort of my own intuition. And I had read one book, I will say it was called Total Self-Confidence by Dr. Robert Anthony um, that my mom got me when I was 18. And that helped. I mean, that really, uh, there was a lot in there about um, your mistaken beliefs and um, you know, just things that you can do. It did teach you some goal setting and some visualization. So I had that book sort of behind me. Um, and, you know, and I had dabbled a little bit here and there in reading about like meditation. I just, you know, I had this like innate idea that I, I liked this kind of thing, but it never even occurred to me 
until after taking that seminar that like, oh, this could actually be a career. Like I could actually do what I really loved. Like I manifested for common things, but it, you know, like getting to make recordings for a living <laughs> and work from home, um, that it, it, it almost like, it was like, it seemed a little too good to be true for that to be my calling. And I really had to just kind of step into that to be my calling. And it turns out that it, that it, that it always was. Um, mm -hmm. It wasn't until after seeing the movie, The Secret, that I really uh, started deciding to own my place in this world as a law of attraction teacher. Um, I taught people about a little bit about law of attraction, like way before the secret, you can go back and actually see a lot of my YouTube videos, even before the secret came out, talked about this thing called law of attraction. But I was, uh, you know, I, I was not, you know, I was not really owning it because I don't know. I, I didn't feel like there was a big market for it. People didn't know what it was. And, um, now when the secret came out, I was like, oh, wow, everyone knows what this is. And I can finally just kind of claim my place in this world as this is, this is who I am. This is what I talk about. This is what I teach. Yes. And now it's this huge thing. Everyone's heard of law of attraction now. And I feel like it can almost get kind of confusing because of how many different voices are talking about it at this point. So what key principles do you believe are essential for individuals looking to manifest their dreams? I, and it does get confusing. I really want to validate that because there are so many different schools of thought on it. And, you know, what, um, so I was asked uh, to do a, um, a certification training um, way back um, about like six or seven years ago. And at that time, I didn't really have my um, curriculum. Like, I didn't know exactly like, well, I, I believe this about it. I believe this about it. I believe this about it. These are the things. But I didn't really have it all like as an ABC, you do this, you know, X, Y, Z. I didn't have my framework. Um, and so that opportunity led to me creating a framework around it, which ultimately became my book, Practical Law of Attraction. And my framework is all of the things that I have learned over the years that I feel like it really takes um, in order to manifest. And, you know, like it starts with, you got to know what you want. You got to have some kind of a desire. And most people these days or in any, not just these days, but most people don't really know what they want. They have a very vague idea that like, well, I just, I want to make it big or <laughs> I want to, I want to find love or I want to be healthy or, you know, they have very broad general ideas and that's not going to really get you, you know, uh, where you ultimately want to go. And I think, I think people know what they want, but they're really just afraid to say what they want because they just automatically reject themselves 
before any before the universe before anyone has a chance to reject them and mm -hmm. you know it was kind of like me when i before i decided that like i'm going to own this i'm going to say i'm going to say i can make a living uh you know selling things online uh, and helping people which seemed like wow you know it seemed crazy at the time i mean this was back in 1999 and so it's those things though that you think are crazy um, that are deep inside of you that um, really that's what you were meant for and um, so again it, it really starts with knowing like who you are and what you want um, out of this this life and aligning yourself with all of the aspects of yourself to get there um, so you get really clear, you align your thoughts toward that, you start to actually pay attention to what am I thinking? And so often we say, use the word against ourselves constantly, like, oh, I'm not good enough, or this, this isn't happening, or, um, and um, so we have to get our, our thinking in alignment, we have to get our emotions, our vibration in, in alignment, we can be thinking good thoughts, but if we're really not believing the, you know, what we're saying at a subconscious level, then we're not going to line up with it. And, um, you know, and, and then we also want to use our, our tune, be able to tune into our intuition, which has answers beyond our conscious understanding. And, um, and of course we have to take action and then there's gratitude and, and acknowledging the things that you have. So those, I sort of gave you a little bit of a quick rundown of the eight manifesting conditions that I believe all need to be in alignment to manifest. A couple of them I want to point out, getting clear on what we want. You are so right. Every single person I've, you know, I talked to about this or I've worked with, that is the number one Thing that they get hung up on because it's like you ask them well what is it that you want out of xyz you know well where, where do you want out of your home out of your partner out of your job or your business and it's usually like a word or a short sentence and it's the key is the more specific you are the better off you are right as far as manifesting it absolutely and there's a there's a dance that, you know, and a balance between the, um, the, the clarity and the specific and being very specific mm -hmm. and also being willing to have it be even better because here's the thing is like, sometimes it may not line up in the exact time frame that you're looking for. It may take a different path than you had expected that it was going to take all of my big manifestations like my house my husband um and my soon to be launching believe app which i'm still in the process of manifesting all of these took such a crazy path that were so different than i ever imagined but i just had to keep like believing <laughs> and and you know that's that's why this app is called believe because like that is such a key to you know so it's the clarity 
but it's also the belief and it's also the detachment from the how and the when um and and that you know it like i mean you you know your dream man you get very very specific about all the things and maybe two of those things you can let go of <laughs> because they're not that important it's not a deal breaker um, out of the 20 things that you listed that you wanted in, in your relationship, but you got extremely uh, clear and dialed in. And that kind of creates a, an internal radar system that allows you to, because, you know, we have this part of our brain called the reticular activating system, which ultimately it filters out billions of bits of data because we're constantly being presented with all this information throughout the day. And if we had to think about all and, and process and deal with all of the billions of bits of data that are always happening, we would go crazy. And so this part of our mind locks out um, whatever's not important to us. How does it know what's important to us? It knows what's important because that's what we spend the vast majority of our time thinking about. The, the caveat is that it doesn't know whether um, something is um, bad or, or good or negative or positive. And so if even if we're if we're constantly thinking about something, that we don't want to happen, guess what? We're gonna manifest that too, because it's filtering out all the things that are outside of the realm of what we're dominantly focused on. And so if we're dominantly focused on bad things happening, by and large, not 100% of the time, but by and large, we're gonna manifest something that's on that, you know, in, you know, in that direction. Um, so where was I going with that? Um, I was going with um, like all the times that I've ever manifested something, um, you know, it was like, I, I knew exactly in the end what I needed that to look like the, the very specifics, like my house, I knew exactly what I was going for with my house. Um, but I didn't know exactly how it was going to happen. And um, the same thing, you know, with my husband, I mean, my husband and I actually had a breakup before we got engaged. And I just, I was, you know, I just said, okay, you know, the right one will come when, you know, when, when it's time. And um, so anyway, um, getting clear is super important. <laughs> <laughs> yes and letting go of the how and really the outcome mm -hmm. and another thing you just said though about thinking about the things that we don't want how we can also kind of accidentally manifest those yeah. that's very tricky especially when you become aware of this and so then it's like don't think about horses you're going to think about horses. So if you're telling yourself not to think about something, you're thinking about it. 
is there <laughs> is there some type of I know I have heard Abraham Hicks talk about 17 seconds mm -hmm. so you need to focus on something for according to Abraham 17 seconds for it to begin to manifest so if we can stop ourselves from thinking about something that we don't want quickly does it not count so yeah it you know in the same way that um and I, i'm a little bit like with the 17 second thing i'm a little bit not necessarily in agreement that it only takes 17 seconds to to manifest however um i do i do I do subscribe to the fact that if we can get our intention pure, like we can get on that pure stream of thought um, without having it infiltrated with all the doubt and all the fear and all the negative that might come up. So if it only took that much time though to um, manifest something, then we'd be manifesting a lot of, a lot of things constantly that you know we want and we don't want we'd be winning the lottery we've been you know having you know ferraris in our front you know porch and, and things like that it mm -hmm. it it does you know it does take a little bit longer than that but to answer your question so how do you get yourself to stop thinking about and focusing on the things that you don't want um and it really does i think you mentioned awareness um, you know, it really does start with that awareness. We start, most people, they'll start this work and they'll start the work and they're not even aware of how much time they actually spend complaining about things and calling in more uh, to complain about. And, and even those of us who are very advanced at this, we you know, we still fall into the trap of sometimes focusing on things that we don't want. I mean, I would say there's a very good chance that I manifested my app project taking way longer than it was supposed to because I, you know, had, I had the wrong team and I kept focusing on all the things that I didn't like and that were going wrong and that were, um, upsetting to me and frustrating and annoying and all of that. And guess what? That just led to more crap. And so, you know, I, I, but here's the thing. I'm aware of that now. Like I have been able to um, realize that like, wow, I mean, you know, it, it, it goes back to like really believing that our thoughts and our feelings and what we're visualizing are what are creating our reality. So I had to like take a step back and look at myself again and go like, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm creating this. And that awareness, it's like that wake up call. You realize, okay, I keep thinking about why, you know, what I keep saying, like, you know, people say, oh, I keep attracting the wrong man or um, you know, the, the clients, they never have enough money, uh, you know, to take advantage of my offers or whatever it is that you're, you know, continuing to focus on complaining about, guess what? You're drawing in more of the same. So it starts with that awareness. And then once you become aware, now what you want to do is you want to create a new default setting because this has been the default setting 
whatever you have that's in your life right now, you just take a look around you. That's your default setting. That's your set point. That's what you've been allowing and accepting and drawing in to your uh, reality. So you want to start to think now, what is my new default setting? And it's a picture, it's a feeling, and it's like the words. And, you know, so what, what are, what's the picture of the new reality that you'd like to create? And you get that very, very dialed in and very crystal clear. You, um, what is the feeling? What does that feel like to be in that end result? And what are the words that would go with that? And you kind of create like a mantra or an affirmation around that. And so whenever you find yourself in the old default thinking, like, oh, you know, um, nothing, you know, all, all these bad things keep happening. Nothing good is happening. I keep um, attracting the same stuff over and over again, but stop. And you want to say something to yourself that gets you to stop. It could be the word stop. It could be like, I like using, um, what am I manifesting right now? Because like, if you think about it, it's like, that really is like, okay, like, I don't want to be manifesting what I was just thinking about. Right. And so you say, what am I manifesting right now? And then boom, you switch to the new vision, thought and feeling. And you, the more you do that, the more you're literally breaking that neural pathway connection in your subconscious mind. And you're rewiring, literally rewiring the neural pathway to like, whenever you get into that, it's just automatically going to go to the new path. And eventually, you know, that old pathway, it, you know, it, it's no, it's no longer a real, uh, it's, it's no longer familiar territory. You have created new familiar common ground, and that is going to ultimately lead you toward um, more and more, you know, thoughts, feelings, and actions toward the end result that you're wanting to create. Yes, I do something similar every time I get a thought that I don't want to have. Um, and I will think that's a silly thought, you know, where did that come from? That's not mine. I and just it. kind of laugh at it, you know, like, don't, don't, um, don't put too much weight on it. Don't take it too seriously. It's just kind of let it go. And I'm glad that we're getting into mindset because we have covered how, you know, it's not just getting clear. It's your mindset. It's your actions. It's your emotions. Everything encompasses manifesting and law of attraction. What's a tip that you could give the listeners that will help them to develop discipline and positive habits? That's a, such a good question. And, you know, I highly believe in having an established daily routine, um, you know, preferably in the morning, because that gets your day started off with the right mindset. You can do it also in the evening or, you know, and or in the evening, um, the best of both worlds is actually having one in the morning and having one in the evening. Um, but the first thing is, I think you really need to get um, control over your ability to think clearly. And 
that happens, I believe in silent meditation. Like I believe in having, um, you know, hypnotherapy, but before doing the hypnotherapy, doing a silent meditation for like five minutes to where if any thought enters in, you just send it away and then get back to your focal point. What that does is that manages, just like we were talking about, like those silly thoughts that come in, that's mm -hmm. going to help you to actually do that because we can really get addicted to, a, you know, getting uh, more deep into that, that thinking. And, you know, so we want to just be able to cut that immediately. So having some kind of a morning routine where it just really sets you up to think in the way that you want to be thinking uh, throughout the day and feel the way that you want to be feeling throughout the day, you know, so a silent meditation, saying or writing down some affirmations, doing some visualization work, um, visualization on not just the end goal, you know, doing some on the end goal, but also seeing yourself actually stepping through and taking the actions that you need to be taking, um, you know, having that discipline, you know, like, like part of discipline entails believing that you can actually do the thing that you need to be disciplined to do. And, you know, having the confidence that you're going to keep your word, that you're going to actually do the things. The more you keep your word with yourself, the more you're instilling some confidence and some strength in that, in that word that like, okay, whatever I say I do, I do. And that transcends any of the, you know, um, negative thinking that we get into because the more we empower our word, the more we do what we say and, and, uh, you know, that ultimately will take you to a stronger place with yourself and that stronger place where, you know, if you, if something's not quite working out, um, exactly in the way or exactly in the timing, you can just say, you know, I am, I can create my reality and I can, you know, continue to strengthen my word and each day is going to get better and better um, because I said so. <laughs> mm -hmm. You mentioned everything that you had manifested using law of attraction, including your husband, your business, your home. So let's say somebody listening has manifested that whether it's you know one of one of those how does a law of attraction relate to building and maintaining healthy relationships or a thriving business how how it relates to um creating a healthy relationship is by programming so this is this is where we kind of get into more like the hypnotherapy side um because Law of attraction only works because of what we have created in our subconscious mind. So whatever we have in our subconscious mind is what's going to ultimately show up in our outer reality. So that's to me where we really get into programming our mind with the clarity and with the thoughts and with the feelings um, of whatever it is that we want to create. And so, um, you know, we have to like, take a look at what, you know, what, what have the relationships been like in the past? If you have 
not had healthy relationships, what has been my role? Like, how did I call that in? And um, because, you know, to me, it's, it, there, it's takes two to tango. Um, ultimately, if you've, if you've called in unhealthy relationships, you know, there's a part of you knows that I'm in an unhealthy relationship. So what is it that you you've accepted? What have you decided about yourself such that, you know, you're accepting these um, negative things to, you know, happen in relationships. And um, so you want to take a look at that and you want to empower yourself with new positive suggestions that say, you know, I'm worthy of having great relationships. Um, I deserve the best. Um, you know, also taking a look at your filters by which you see the world. Like so many people, they say, you know, like, oh, all the good ones are taken or, um, all men are scumbags or, you know, they'll, they'll say these, these things. And it's like, well, if that's what you believe is true about the world, that's what you're ultimately going to call in. So we've got to reprogram our minds to believe good things about not only ourselves, um, but the people that we're able to draw into us. And, you know, and then maintaining that healthy relationship is also a matter of continuing to you know, focus on what's right about the relationship that you have right now. Um, it's easy to fall into the trap of like, oh, this, he doesn't do this or he doesn't do that or he does, he's, does these bad, you know, nasty behaviors or whatever. But maybe that's only because you're focusing on those aspects of the relationship. No one's perfect. And so what are the positive qualities? And when you start to actually focus on what's right about that person um, and you express gratitude for what's right about that person, you express it to yourself, but you also express it to them, they're going to be much more inclined. They you know, they like the appreciation. So they are going to be much more inclined to be better because they're feeling more acknowledged and they're going to, and because that's the way you see them, they're like, they kind of need to live up to the way that you see them. And so ultimately, whatever you focus on and project onto your relationships, I think um, is mostly you know, what you're experiencing and getting back. Oh, that's so great. Yes. Okay. So if you have it, don't be afraid to lose it. You can maintain it by focusing on all the positive aspects. Absolutely. Yeah. That's beautiful. Okay. Um, I have another question for you, but before I ask it, where can people find more of your work and connect with you? They can, um, all, everything's on Victoria M Gallagher.com, my website. And, um, you know, that's where they'll be able to find, um, my courses, my books, my app, believe coaching, uh, you name it. That is so exciting about the app, by the way, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> it's been a long time in coming. I have an app right now called HypnoCloud, but this one, believe, um, you know, is bigger, better in every, you know, it's going to have more content, more things that you can do in, inside the app. 
it's going to be pretty amazing. So that's great. It's great. The world needs more of it. So I'm happy to hear, you know, anything involving these topics that we're discussing needs to be out there more for more people to hear. Yeah. My final question for you is what is your number one health tip? Whether it's mindset, diet and nutrition, physical, emotional, just the one piece of advice you would like everyone to know. My number one health tip, um, I would say that the my number one health tip is that it starts with having the intention and the mindset to be healthy. Um, speak to yourself in ways that promote good health. Like so many people, you know, they they complain about their, um, you know, their body aches and pains or telling themselves that this is just what happens when you get old and things like that. You want to actually speak to speak into existence, how you want to feel, how you want to be. Um, you want to, you know, I mean, I, I've, I run marathons and I did that because of the fact that I trained my mind to be able to move through those, those tough places. And, you know, we all, you know, um, go through, uh, tough places in, um, you know, in our health. I think we all have at some point, some kind of health challenge, you know, whether it's our weight or overcoming smoking or whatever, tell yourself, tell your body what you want it to do. And it will do that. Yes, self-talk and the language we use. Yes, absolutely. So important. important. Well, thank you so much, Victoria. This has been lovely. And I really appreciate you coming on and sharing all of your wisdom and your expertise. And make sure you check out the description. You'll find all of Victoria's links there. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was so great. You asked wonderful questions and um, I just, I love your presence and energy and um, thank you for the wonderful gift that you are putting out into this world as well. And I wish you luck with your NLP training. Thank you. Yes. I'm so excited. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I'm sure we'll be in touch soon. 